You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. Greetings, you bozos. Thank you to Michael Payne for that nickname suggestion. I've started to become just a little bit self-conscious recording these intros. I was listening to NPR today, as I tend to do, and I realized they just kind of talk regular. And to me, this is talking regular, but I feel like I'm... What if I sound like one of those, uh, you know, crony radio, morning radio show DJs? I don't intend to do that. But I know that I naturally sound a little bit more excited than those NPR guys that sound so smart. I'm not as smart as them, not as cool, and I hope I don't sound like a giant douchebag on these intros. But it's just this music, this 8-bit butcher's mouth, it, it just gets me so pumped up. And I know you guys like it too. I hope that we can even release a whole album or a, a greatest hits of Emory in this 8-bit format because it, it's awesome. Everybody loves it. And maybe that's just a function of everybody loving this podcast, which I am so pumped that everybody does. And it seems like you do because I told you all to tell other people about the podcast, tell them subscribe, and you told them, and they did download it and they did subscribe. So this thing is rocking and rolling because of you guys. So I'm going to ask you again, tell more people. They'll like it. Leave us a rating on iTunes. These are all easy and free ways that you can help us, that you can support us, and really just that you can show your appreciation. If you appreciate it, because I know there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that dislike it, and that's pretty cool. But if so, don't leave a rating on iTunes. All right, on the episode today, we have a gay man who is a Christian named Brent and also a pastor named Dan who was the first compassionate Christian towards Brent, who really got him into the Bible and to really learn who Jesus is. So uh, we had a good conversation with them. We learned a lot from it. I think you will too, and that's why we have people on, to learn from them. And really, we just like to hear other people's points of view because it's valuable. So try to not get bent out of shape if somebody says something that uh, you don't think is right because you probably ain't right about everything either. Now enjoy this episode from Toby, me, and the great Baldini. <laughs> three! You don't get to do it. <laughs> three! Uh, my three sounds better than you. That was pretty good. Three! Three! Two! One! Come on, pick it out. I said, uh, bad Christian, you know what we do. <laughs> bad, bad Christian. <laughs> Welcome to the Bad Christian Podcast once again, everybody. All right. Thank you. Thank I wish you. <laughs> Thank you. I wish y'all could have just seen Toby. <laughs> you look I, like you look like a little kid on stage performing like a really upbeat Christmas song in front of parents. <laughs> I uh, I have rearranged our setup so that Joey and I are facing each other now. So oh, that's way more conversational. I, I agree. I agree. Usually we're side by side, you know. Yeah. But that that's how men do. I think women they say look at each other and face each other, and men do things like when they're doing something, and then men do things like facing a TV or a sport or doing something. I can't believe you generalize like that, you chauvinist pig. All right, so hot off the press, (laughs) Mr. Belding twittered us. Yeah, I saw that last night. That is hilarious. Even if it's indirect, someone, basically, I twittered something about Saved by the Bell and how it's going to be weird when they start dying off the cast, and I said, Mr. Belding's first to go. Someone retweeted and said, I don't think at Mr. Belding is going to sit well with him, and then he retweeted. I was like, oh my gosh. He basically said something along the lines of, um, well, I hope 
I hope I die before the kids, or I hope the kids outlast me, but uh, I'm not done yet. And Matt, you immediately asked if he'd be on the podcast, right? Of course. I'd love to have Dennis Haskins would be or whatever his unbelievable. name is on the podcast. But I, I couldn't believe it because it was, I mean, what you wrote was kind of mean. It was just, you know, predicting his death kind of a thing. And he immediately <laughs> saw it. Well, so, no, no, no. Somebody, somebody retweeted it. Somebody retweeted what? He didn't see my Twitter. Yeah, I know. He but didn't see my tweet. tweeted about Mr. Yeah. Belding dying out of the blue. That right. was all you. He just right. some, somebody <laughs> tweeted and he saw it. So. Have y'all? Have you guys caught on that I'm not depressed or anything? I mean, you sound great. Up. I could just yeah. tell the spring in your step what, and your voice. Tell us what, what's going on. What changed? Well, the weather's great. I feel like I got the juice. I had some good exercising this morning. How? Um, what'd you do? Um, I did a, lots of leg lifts, wow. push ups. Um, I did stretching. egg lifts, huh? You did egg lifts? No, leg lifts. Oh, sorry. All right. So anyway, I uh, I actually copied and pasted something uh, someone put on our iTunes on March the fourteenth, but it was just so funny I couldn't just keep it to ourselves. It says four minutes in. Oh, by the way, she. I'm assuming it's a girl. She names herself dis- disappointed and grossed out. Four minutes in. And there's a graphic condom story told first person? Question, question, question. <laughs> really? Person. Question mark, question mark. She said, glad my boss or daughter was not present for that. Never listening again and will tell my friends to avoid. Fail. Now, here is what's classic. There's already about 50 comments on Facebook <laughs> about this. Francisco Guerrero said, the weird thing about that comment is that who cares if it was first person That's or what third person? What difference does it make? And why would you ever listen to any podcast while you're working with your boss? Rachel Moore said, I thought the story was hilarious. I think we should normalize sex and marriage since it is normal. Keeping sex taboo isn't helping anyone. Eddie Mercado said, Joey <laughs> does seem to have an obsession with sex and murder. That is true, nice. Joey. I agree with all the things. I, I thought no, 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 no. Ice you got to let me finish. Uh, Shane Johnson. Finish. There's 50 comments you can read. No, 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 no. No, I've got like three more. Okay. Shane Johnson, I personally find... <laughs> I personally find you fellas hilarious and to be wonderful Christian men. Do not let comments like these, no matter how prevalent they may become, from changing your podcast into anything different from what it is now. And my favorite one by Daniel Allen Jackson. I have to start listening to these podcasts. <laughs> I don't think our listeners understand. Joey has never dealt with any type of fame, and he, he you guys' comments has, has made him an a total Facebook internet troller. What are you he talking trolls? about? You just no, don't, don't have the experience, frankly, Joey. With you just don't know what it's like looking at at you all the time in the public eye and the you know globally. And when what are the, you talking about? I would you say you are famous. Toby and I are famous. You you're just some schmo, and now you've been cast into the limelight. And frankly, you can't handle it. Yeah, what what are you talking about? Well, like, oh, why, hold on, let me explain. Why I would, am I, I would why say, is what I'm doing? Why are you talking so loud? It's unbelievable. It's not depressed. It's it's piercing my skull. <laughs> <laughs> I would also I would say this podcast episode is already better than Joey last and I work with Joey and I work with each other every day, and I would say probably two out of three days the. <laughs> The first thing he says when I see him is, did you see that see, you see that Twitter comment? Did you see that Facebook comment? Hey, did you see what was happening on Facebook? That's because you're not looking at anything, and I'm meticulously behind everything. I know, because Listen, you're addicted to fame. No, it's destroying you, guys, you. It's ripping you apart. No, you guys are unorganized, 
and relatively, you don't. Don't you stay talk on about my relatives? You Joey. don't stay on top of things. So I am following up with people. I make sure, like you, uh, have to stay we, on top of somebody saying, "I've got to check out the podcast." Yeah, you have no. to stay on top of that. I, okay, <laughs> so you put something on Facebook. <laughs> he has to schedule that in calendar. <laughs> Whatever. Also, the story. What? Where did that 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 came from? Our iTunes. I re, I read that yeah, on yeah. one of we our earlier podcasts. Podcast yeah, like ten episodes ago. Yeah, yeah, about ten episodes ago, uh, I read that. So, well, so you're, you're just trying to copy me. A little behind as it is, anyway. Yeah, I know. Just erase this whole thing, then. Hey, but one one person did. No, say, Joey. What, how about this issue? What th- good being, does it? What good famous, does it? What good? What, come on. Oh no, listen. He's on fire. It's too much today. It's, it's, He's on MySpace right now, too, <laughs> Matt. It's unbelievable. It's He's said, on Friendster. Clint, hey, Clint Evans says, uh, what good does it do for Christians to put a person on blast? Come on, guys. My thing is, this person put herself on blast. She posted it. All I did you was You just don't understand fame. You just don't get it, my man. All right, Matt. What Do was we your need question? to limit? Is it, maybe we should somehow limit <laughs> yeah, get, your access get, to the, such things. As get this. Pastor Jared. Get Pastor Jared <laughs> to get you off social media. Put down your phone, man. Pastor Jared needs to talk to you. How? I mean, how does that feel, Joey? In in seriousness, to go, you know, to be for sure, this is a big deal to you that tens of thousands of people are are listening to things that you're making or even art that you're creating in the world. Not that this podcast is high art, obviously, but nonetheless, I mean, that is a a really rapid change for you compared to us who over time have uh, grown in fanship and stuff. I just want to give all praise and glory to my Savior, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Now, here, here, two answers. Uh, First part, yeah, it's really crazy. It really is because there's a lot of people that listen to our stuff. But here's the flip side of it. I... <laughs> do you, do you, <laughs> can you talk? Do, you, do you, I was no. just I was just thinking now you probably recognize people at the grocery store. You recognize people at the grocery store. But, oh, you wrote that on something on Facebook, didn't you? <laughs> now, what I'm saying is... The you flip- don't get recognized, but you recognize... Hey. Were you the person that wrote that on Facebook three weeks ago? About <laughs> the flip side of this is that this sort of thing can easily go unnoticed in my head. For example, um, pastoring the church that Toby and I uh, minister in, there are people that will kind of start talking to me kind of bashfully. And then when I get to know them a little bit, they're like, man, it's so crazy to actually be talking to you. Guys, we have at max like 475 people on a, on a typical Sunday. So it's not like this humongous mega church, but people just seeing Toby on stage, people just seeing me on stage, whoever else is on stage, they just see you differently. And I always forget. So there is a part of me that's like, wow, this is really neat. A lot of people listen to bad Christian. And then there's a part of me that I just kind of forget about it. And, um, you guys probably won't buy any of that. But well, Joey, we're begging you just to stay down to earth as you are, buddy. You got to, yeah. you know, this is going to be a lot of weight on your shoulders, and you really need to be held accountable. Uh, this is dangerous, man. When you hit the high life, women man, throw themselves at you. You'll see drugs, cocaine. You don't get to, you don't get to see him, but Joey's, well, women, Joey's already started wearing, like, a lot of gold necklaces and sunglasses. rings. Well, when when Toby had he got women, hair implants. When Toby had women throwing themselves at him he married one of them that's true my Jessica. wife didn't throw herself at me yes she did <laughs> you don't you don't talk 
You're going to get a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> you and Priscilla are going to get a divorce. Hey, let me ask y'all I saw something. a article about a uh, pastor wrote that he does weddings, and he says he can predict, he's being a little bit facetious, but or stretching a little bit, but he said he can predict if the couple's going to get divorced or not by how the cake, feeding each other cake exchange goes. Like if there's like revenge there. Oh, and wow, have that's to, crazy. Like one up the other wow. person, that's a bad sign. I really don't like the whole smash cake in someone's face thing. It's just old, and I don't like it. And I'm sorry if I offended some people. Well, you you hate anybody that would waste food. Yeah, because it's wasting cake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that just nothing pisses yeah, you off like awful. that. I mean, I mean, yeah, divorce is bad. You know, you, you think about se- you, th- you talk about sex and murder and stuff, but I mean, you waste you waste a piece of cake. No, that it stops right there. Hey, let me ask y'all something. Uh, Priscilla and I were talking about this the other day, and I, I really am curious what you guys think. All right, so I think that depending on what our definition of being a racist is, I think we're all racist. And here's now, is that like on a bicycle? No, in a mat. Yeah, dummy. All right, so let me just go ahead and preface by saying I think the worst tippers in the whole world, <laughs> oh, white. Lord. White females that are between 50 and 70 years old. When they come in together and they're in a pack, I mean, (laughs) one of them actually will like tip you a dollar and then throw in two extra quarters. And she thinks that you just racked up. I mean, it's crazy. But I was sitting there at a restaurant and I saw this table and I was like, man, when I was serving, I would not have wanted to serve these folks. And I thought to myself, wow, am I a racist? But then I started to realize I actually made a simple deduction. As far as um, life experiences, you observe people, you interact with many people, and so your mind just becomes accustomed to what the typical interaction is. So you you meet a a redneck dude that just looks like a redneck. You automatically think, uh, you know, well, I I was going to have like a really – I guess, nasty thing about rednecks, but your mind pretty much places rednecks where they are. So is that is that racism or is that just observing and making a deduction? Because I think of, that people call that stereotyping, right? Like you just, you buy into a stereotype. Yeah, and is that even unhealthy? Yeah. Like if, if... Yes, it is. Why is it unhealthy? Okay, I thought uh, we went to Cookout, which is one of my favorite restaurants. Now, now let, me, let, me, let me say something. I didn't act on that. I didn't... I, I didn't treat you anybody. Thought it. Yeah. So I mean, the same as anything else. Yeah, I want to hear why this is a bad thing. Well, I, I'm just saying. Uh, my, I, we were at cookout, and there were two guys, and uh, I was like, man, I bet those guys aren't good guys. They just look like uh, potentially they might sell drugs or whatever. And um, Jess was like, no, they probably are nice guys. And I was like, huh, I wonder. I really didn't give them any benefit of the doubt. Like, if I was, you know saw them if I was walking down the street at night and they were coming my way, I might cross the street or I'd turn around and go the other way or something like that. And I really did think I probably do. That's where it's bad. I think is that if you start with negativity, then it, it just is really hard to get past that. And then, and then if you don't ever talk to the people or learn anything about them, then you just have that preconceived notion that they're crappy. Yeah. But I, I'm not going to get to know them because they're strangers to me. So why am I at fault with what my mind does like, because I mean, you, do, you would not like it if uh, somebody walked up to you and they just immediately assumed that you're really lazy. Just because of your size. Yeah. <laughs> Here, l- like, for example, for example. Thank uh, you, Matt, for getting that. <laughs> September, September 12th, 2001, if 
an Islamic dude with a gigantic beard that looks like Toby um, got on a bus, do you think people would not react differently? Is that wrong, or did they just something in their mind says, you know well, what? It doesn't matter if it's wrong or not because it's, it's automatic for people. It's just a matter of you have to. It's like a it's an inherent thing that we do that also has good purposes. We have to be able to make judgments and stereotypes about about any things like in, and when we do it about individuals and other people it can it can be harmful but you don't have a problem doing that about brands of stereos or types of cars or restaurants you've been to in general before nobody says well you can't say that about every applebee's you know so it, we 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 as humans have uh, the ability to make stereotypes and it's useful but it can be harmful so you have to counter counteract it and it is silly to pretend that you don't naturally do it and then have to counteract it with your cognitive brain yeah i agree with you but here's the flip side of it i absolutely love older black dudes i love it like i i grew up in a church where it was pretty much 50 50 i taught in public schools where there were a lot of black kids with black parents i love older black gentlemen especially the ones that like dress like just super chill and everything. Well, so that's so, a positive stereotype that exactly. seems to have no it, harm, but if you have a negative one, it could harm individuals, so you have to actively counteract it within your brain. You just have why to. Do you, but why do you have to interact it in your brain? Why can't it just be in your actions? Well, because the thing, the problem with that is you're just generalizing uh, and by, you guys by got, a race. You, like, why wouldn't you just go, hey, you know what, man, that man that I met, there was an older gentleman who happened to be black, and I really liked him. But now, but if you say it across the board, then it just kind of, that's what creates a stereotype, is that when you say everybody, oh, man, everybody's nice, or everybody, uh, you know, all girls lie, or all, you know, whatever you're going to say negative, then that's the problem. You just can't generalize stuff like that. Because somebody eventually will take it wrong, and, you know, and then you say, you tell people, oh, man, I think this race is all, everybody's always so funny. And then somebody else goes, you know what, I didn't think they were funny at all. Oh, none of them are funny, and then it just flips the, yeah, but why can't as people we just talk what our mind if it's not motivated out of like hatred? Because I, I, I don't, I don't feel like I have any animosity towards a race. Yeah, but you don't have to be. You don't have to be motivated motivated out of hate to, for instance, put women in a category that. Yeah, I mean, I've known like tons of women. They're awesome at cooking and cleaning and keeping the house. And then you start treating women like that naturally. Like, well, you must love cooking and cleaning, right? Well, that's not motivated out of hate. But you've now uh, either you know what I mean. You've you've not treated that woman in a way that she would like so that's not motivated from hate but it's a it's a dumb generalization that you've made i do want to say this too that um make a public statement that as toby and matt are helping me walk through this and counseling (laughs) me they are the worst at induction like they have had limited experiences with very few people and yet they apply what they've learned with few people, and then they yes, just uh, attribute that to absolutely every single I don't, person. I don't feel like it's, at, it's hardly at all race, but to me, when I look at somebody's face, I think I know a ton about them. I think I know a lot more than other people would say is reasonable to know, but I well, believe he, it, and I think that is helpful to me. So I have to keep open mind, but when I see people and see a small interaction, I'd make tons of judgments, and you can't tell me that's not right. Uh, when I'm trying to, you know, just protect my family or whatever else. I, I, if somebody goes, hey, yeah, l- let me watch your daughter for a few minutes, I, I, I make a judgment. I have to. So if it's based on I've seen a lot of people that are like that guy visually and they're a certain way, I make the judgment. I don't Here, care. Here's, here's what makes me upset with Toby because we do ministry together and we meet a lot of people and all that sort of thing. It frustrates me when he has his mind made up about someone that I have spent 
hours and hours and hours with boring or or just a friendship i'm just like oh that's pretty but, but that's what i'm saying you're, you're trying to say we should get to say whatever we want and it doesn't hurt anybody and so i can't make my own opinion and say yeah what you say i'm just gonna make my own opinion that's that's what you're trying to defend all right so tell just me this you know somebody and you go, oh, no, I'm going to vouch for him on stuff. That doesn't mean I have to like him or care. I can make my own judgment. That's fine. T- tell me this. All right, let's but, just So get... why is that bad? You're I, saying, man, that pisses me off. It makes me mad. But I'm doing the exact same thing you're no, because you don't, fighting for. No, because you're you don't trust for me. It. You don't trust me. That's what I'm saying. I, tr- I trust you with tons of stuff, but I don't have to agree <clears throat> with you. No, trust I don't. and agreement is not the same thing. I, I mean, I've seen that happen in specific cases where I'm some some a specific one where you said this guy's cool, he's awesome, whatever. And Toby and I was like, no, nah, I don't think so. You go, no, I know him, I know him, and everything. And then it turns out later, Toby and I are right. So yeah, that's oh, not I know who distrust. you're talking about. That's but... not distrust for you, but you know, I was right in one second, and you you do the guy. No, but I think I had an optimistic approach to him. I I knew that stuff that y'all said. Well, like, we don't the take the y'all... optimistic approach. Yeah. Right. We we already, we've shit. covered that many times. <laughs> What'd you say, Toby? We start with shit. We start with people equal shit, and then yeah. we go from there. I see Sometimes we're pleasantly surprised. When I meet a, when I meet somebody for the first time, I imagine that their entire body is smeared with shit. <laughs> <laughs> when, it, when, you meet me, when you meet me somewhere in public, you go, hey, Matt, how's it going? And I say, nice to meet you, and I'm smiling really big. I'm thinking what a doo-doo bag you are. <laughs> that is, but you can prove me otherwise. <laughs> yeah, and if they prove me wrong, I, so that's yeah. what I'm saying. I feel like they... They, they win me over and it's like really then our fr- our friendship and everything's stronger so matt is there so it, with this conversation is there anything wrong with me saying you know what customer service in the south with fast food restaurants sucks no no that's a, yeah that's a generalization so that's fine but that's not about why a person is that okay or, it's not about a group or an individual in a way that could be hurtful that's not like you know what i mean you're saying if i'm in alabama i'm probably not going to go to a fast food restaurant that's not against an individual. You're not well, going to hurt what, anybody by that. What if What if uh, most of my serving experiences, uh, Chinese stiffed you? And I was just like, man, I hope I don't serve a but bunch of Chinese what you, that's women. What, that's what I'm talking about that you have to consciously counteract because it's not it, right. I mean, even if it seems to be true to you, it has the potential to harm others in the way that you're going to treat them, and that's just not okay. So you yeah. can't. So even though you do feel it naturally, I agree with that. I defend that people should be able to be open about the fact that you know I t- tend to have this racist thought, but you but you're not you're still responsible for it, but and you still can't act on it and avoid that table because that would be wrong. I you think basically people. what you're trying to say is that we just shouldn't. One thing I don't like about is that I I don't like it that we avoid race or we avoid a person's sex or gender or whatever right. it might be. You know that's what I don't like because I want to celebrate that stuff. I think there's there's tons of stuff in the culture and, and and that should be celebrated rather than only looked down upon. That's what I'm saying. Like you're, you're saying, what are you, you talking about you avoiding though? I don't avoid people. No, no I'm you saying I me. think that people in general avoid stuff like uh you know that they will avoid uh some some for example if somebody uh, robs a store and they're black or white or female or whatever a lot of times they won't even say they just give their size a little bit of their description and they'll avoid the color of their skin. I've, I've seen that before. I've heard it and I was like, man, that just that just sucks because it's implying that. There's some kind of negativity towards even just yeah, saying that a person of a, has a different part. has a different color skin, which I think should be celebrated. I, I'm glad people don't look like me. Now, I'm Toby, sure I think that is. you're kind of guilty of of the opposite of that opposite of that in this way. And I wanted to get Joey's take on it. 
we have this compilation coming out that we've been taking these submissions for, and the music is incredible. I can't. I am first of all blown away at how good the submissions and all the bands are that sent stuff in. There's way more good songs than we'll, we'll be able to choose. So we have this problem of a bunch of good music, and we're going to have to narrow it down. And we have narrowed it down to what can be on it. Now, Joey Toby is coming in strong, saying we have to make sure there's a, enough female singers on it, so we don't look bad like we've not put enough female singers on it and i'm saying well if there's bands with female singers that are the best ones and they should be on it if it's not the best music to us we shouldn't put it on there just so that we have female singers on there because the the percentage of female singers on there is less than 10 percent submitted so i would think maybe can i, de- can I defend myself yeah go ahead yeah okay well here's, here's oh, i thought he reason. was asking me what i thought well i, I want to defend Toby's myself gonna interrupt real quick i'm gonna interrupt very quickly so I do think that we do need a female presence on the compilation, yes, because I think that there are a lot of good female musicians and artists that probably don't get recognized enough. And it's probably because, especially in our genre and the, some of the music that we're getting sent in, it's kind of dominated by males anyway. So I'm just saying I think I did. there's tons of girls that send in songs, and most of them I don't like. Or some, but there are a few that I, I want to fight for because I think they're good enough to get on there. And there might be male-fronted bands or dominated bands that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that are better. But I think those girls uh, or females have a right to be on there because I think they're working hard, doing their thing. And that will open the door for So maybe, you would leave off – how would you feel if you were the male-fronted band that was better and we all agreed was better, but then you said, well, yeah, we're going to leave them off because we need to put on another female? I don't think we'll have to do that. I think there's enough good girl musicians. Oh, that, no, but he said, what if you were in that position? He if, didn't say. No, I'm saying, no, that definitely. I'm saying, well, then why would you have to bring up female at all then? If there's enough good females, then they'll be on there. You don't have to mention it. But why yeah. are you saying we need to make sure to get and females on I'm there? just saying in this specific compilation, I think there's enough uh, uh, girls in bands that are, are really good that I, we don't have to worry about that. Well, then situation. you didn't have to bring it up because it not, they certainly would have naturally been on there because yeah. they're, they're among the yeah. best. So why yeah. are you fighting that they need to be on there at the expense of somebody else is what I'm saying. But, well, I mean, I maybe that's it, the right choice. I'm just, I, did, I don't know. I'm just saying I said it early on because I didn't know. I didn't think there would be. Well, anyway, I, since I mean, Matt it, was asking me, I don't oh, think God, that's a wise down decision. down the nasal. Good Lord. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> can you adjust the nasolator? <laughs> no. I've, I've searched Lord. high and low for every audio plug-in, and there's no, I mean, anyway, there's several, since but there's Matt nothing that even me. comes close to denasling Joey's voice. And there's, well, no, there's nothing you can do. <laughs> I don't think that's right. And here, you don't think what is right? I don't think it's right for Toby to go the affirmative action approach. I'm not going the affirmative action approach. Yes, you are. You basically said that you would put a female-fronted band I did not say that. ahead of a male-fronted band just because they're female. No, I didn't say that. Yes, I didn't you say did. that at all. No, I didn't. I said that in this compilation, what we're talking about, there are enough bands that girls are in them. Oh, well, you changed your them. story. No, nope, I'm not changing my story. That I, We don't even have to worry about that. And you're right. If I, w- I would not... Just because there is a female, or just because they were a different race, if the band isn't better, then I wouldn't sign them on. I wouldn't do that. You're right. I would not just because they're a female let them be on the compilation. I would not do that. Now, what about uh, older people? Like, should we try to get some sixty plus people? This is just terrible on our compilation. <laughs> hey, did you guys get started using your X3 software this week? I actually, I did, and something. Be- 
It was very funny to me. Well, let's let's I, go ahead and say what X3 is here for if you got a story to tell. I'd love to hear it. But so X3 right. Watch is the software um, made by Triple X Church. They are the official sponsor of the Bad Christian Podcast, and we are just now getting started using the software. It helps us to uh, block pornographic websites and to stay accountable to each other. So you got going with yours this week, Toby? Yes, I did. I, I, I logged in. It was a very easy process, too. Um, I just I logged in, got everything set up very quickly, and I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. Well, well, that's that." And then I just went about my business, and as I was, I was like, "Huh, I wonder if it'll stop anything." And uh, I was trying to find news segments for my news, and I immediately, uh, it has two options actually, which is kind of cool. One, it actually blocks sites that yep. are bad or, or negative that could potentially lead to you know pornography or anything like that. And then uh, you can unblock it and, and look at anything you want, but it'll still send you a, and I had it blocked. So anyway, so it did block this, the site, but the, it sent me a, an immediate email. that said site violation report for Tobin. I mean, it was immediate. It was like, at, it was probably within two minutes of signing up for triple X watch. And, and the site that I went to was, it was huffingtonpost.com. And it was, uh, Pooping dog diverts flight. <laughs> Busted, Toby. We need to talk. We have to. We're gonna have, to have a talk with you about it. <laughs> but but then sent me another one, and I'm not kidding. The next one was this is my other new segment from Huffington Post to Huffington Post. Man, it's evil. It was Huffington Post. It sends you an email of the exact site, you know, with the full URL, mm-hmm. and the next one was HuffingtonPost.com. Women. Dash vagina dash first dash time dash Craigslist video. <laughs> what? <laughs> what was the story? <laughs> what were you trying to read a story on? Well, you got to stick around. You have to wait for the news segment. segment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that's that's cool, but, and we have it where you know you have it where it it sends other people your accountability ones too. So I made you guys my partner, so it sends you stuff. The good thing about about it is that you can whitelist certain sites. So all you do as soon as it's a site that, you, that yeah. is not a bad when you go in there and you type badchristian.com, huffingtopost.com, and then from then on it'll allow that and it won't alert and it won't block it. So you can customize it to, to the filter to be any way you want to. Does it alert your accountability partners what pages you whitelist? Because you could just yes, pick it does. A it send, of, yes, uh, it sends favorite a, porn yes, sites. Yes, it does. <laughs> it sends them the ones you you whitelist. So and uh, you know if you have the version the. Uh, if you buy the the version, you get you can have unlimited accountability. You can c- totally customize what it blocks, what it doesn't. It seems like it's going to be super helpful. You know, I, I'm glad to, to start using it. So I made you guys my accountability partner. I'm gonna put my wife on there, and uh, it's really it's really awesome. The best part is if you if you click through on our site or if you go to x3watch.com forward slash bad Christian, you can get it for half off for a year. So it's totally half off. It's only $7 a month. And this way you get it half off. So it's less than a cup, a cup of coffee a month through the special offer, badchristian.com. So. Yeah. And you know, I just want to say sometimes the word accountability gets such a bad rap. It kind of turns into a legalism uh, chat. And I just think accountability needs to be seen as how, how we are free. You know, it says in James that if we confess our sins to one another, then we find healing. And so, you know, if anyone disagrees with porn, but you find yourself looking at porn all the time and you don't get this, you're basically not making a decision uh, to walk in freedom. I mean, there's even a free version of this that you could at least put on your computer. So Mm -hmm. go to x3watch.com, get this sucker on your computer. x3watch.com forward slash bad Christian. All right, guys, we'll be right back with our guest 
Dan and Brent, and we're going to be talking about some great, great things. In your name, we pray. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) The 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 messed up thing is that it started off you were being serious. Was that serious, Toby? Like you You have been Christianized. Did you just say that on accident? Just you didn't know what else to say to finish what you were talking about. Yeah. Well, kind of. Yeah, it was like right in the middle, and then I just said I decided to go with it. <laughs> you know what I think? I think I got caught up in like you know people ask you to pray. You're in a group because <laughs> I asked you to do something. Hey, yeah, yeah, Toby, just pray for us. <laughs> I'm so all I do is Christianity. <laughs> I do so much Christianity. <laughs> what did I say? In your name, we pray. You said yeah. So then we have Brad. We'll talk about some uh, really uh, interesting things. Uh, so in your name, in your name, we pray. Amen. <laughs> I'm losing it, guys. It's over. It is so, over for me. Hey, so Matt, how is uh how's everything in Seattle? In Jesus' name, We're, amen. <laughs> I'm, I'm, this is gonna be my catchphrase. Hey, are y'all hey, gonna man, watch? It's great hanging out with y'all night. Heavenly Father, you are <laughs> you are worthy to be praised. Amen. <laughs> man, what a cool basketball game! Jesus, you are Lord. Amen. <laughs> you, who do you guys pulling for? The Spurs or LeBron James in the Heat? In the name of Jesus, we pray. <laughs> Yeah, I need thirty dollars of gas on pump number six. In your name, we pray, Father. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's bring them on. I know you guys out there are thinking about or already have started a podcast of your own, and you know what? You should. You should today because it's easy to record a podcast. It's easy to talk. What's not as easy is hosting. We use SignalLeaf.com for our hosting. If you're listening to this, it's coming through SignalLeaf.com's hosting service. It's really easy to upload your podcast there. It's a very good deal. They're a great new company. It is not complicated with them. They're hosting without the headache. SignalLeaf.com forward slash bad Christian is the URL for you to go to to get started with a free trial. Do it today. SignalLeaf.com forward slash bad Christian. All right, Bad Christian's Badass Volunteer of the Week this week is Matthew Burleson. We call him Burley, and he is in charge of overseeing all of our graphic design and putting together all the little graphics and the stuff that that comes out, all the stuff you see from us. He is the one that does it. He puts our uh, emails together and everything that you're going to see what it looks like. It's because of Burley, Matthew Burleson. He is an awesome volunteer. He's been with us for a really, really long time. We would be lost without him. Burley, we love you. Thank you so much for all your hard work. We love all our volunteers. They're all great. But Burley, you're really the best one for this week. Perfect. We're back. <laughs> All right. We are back with uh, Brent Battles and Dan Ruddy. Yeah. <laughs> pastor Dan is actually the pastor of the Reference Movement Church on a Mission. It's kind of cool because this church has no building and it's growing. It's like a missional community. But anyway... Let me give you a quick backdrop. My pastor uh, sent me a link to a blog, and it just so happened to have been written uh, by Dan about his friendship with Brent, who uh, I will let you guys take it from here. So, Brent, you are, would you call yourself a gay Christian? Yeah, I would. Okay. Great terminology for me now. 
Is that the normal terminology? You just say, like, if somebody asks, hey, are you gay? You say, yes. I mean, that's what I prefer is to be called gay. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't have called myself a gay Christian until, um, until Dan and I reunited a few years ago. But, um, yeah, I, w- I always consider myself gay. I have for several years, almost 20 years now. Mm-hmm. I say a little over 20 years. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, uh, Brent, is that we uh, we all talked to a guy, and he told us that um, he, he considers himself a gay Christian as well, and he, he told us that homosexual is actually heard as derogatory in the gay community, which blew my mind. I thought that was like the most politically correct thing, and he's just like, no, nah, it just kind of <laughs> comes across as, you know, the typical judgmental, uh, you're going to hell, fire and brimstone sorts of uh, pastors, but that was pretty Yeah, I thought that was interesting, too. Like, I actually hear <laughs> a lot of folks using the word queer now. Yeah. And, yeah. like, I guess that's a, a, a even a, a okay right word to, to use, which I thought, you know, honestly, yeah. back in high school, that word was slung around. It wasn't, yeah. like, in a yeah. good way. Yeah, my mom wouldn't even let me say "smear the queer" as as like the game <laughs> that game. you play. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Never, I never even knew that game. I've heard I just heard yeah, that you recently. Just I never beat up whoever has the ball, pretty much. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Dan, uh, Pastor Dan, everybody that's listening, they they want to know. Um, so, what's the deal? You're the pastor of a church. You guys believe Jesus is the only way, and I would say the vast majority of the church would say homosexuality is a sin and uh there's some churches that are struggling with okay well we welcome them but we don't know about leadership there's some unfortunately that say oh we're you know we don't even welcome them so what's what's your approach yeah so um as you said i pastor a movement called the reverence movement and um boulder colorado and so our mission is to invite people to be students of the real jesus so even as you um, asked Brent if he would consider himself a gay Christian. He and I have had these conversations that um, I would consider both of us a student of the real Jesus. I yeah. do believe that Jesus is the only way and that, um, you know, he took upon himself our sin and he took it all to the cross, you know. Um, yeah. And so I think the distinction that I'm trying to make with Christians is that we have put a spotlight on this this one thing um, that's mentioned seven times total in the Bible by three authors uh, out of 40 or so known authors. Yeah. And uh, one of those three is unknown. So it's basically Moses and Paul were the only ones that ever mentioned homosexuality at all in any context. Right. And it was never mentioned by Jesus. So say in comparison to uh, a sin such as idolatry, which was mentioned nearly 170 times uh what I'm trying to do is help people understand that, you know, all of humanity has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Every every person that's that's uh, been around since Adam and Eve ate the apple. And so everything has been broken. And so um, God's perfect plan was not just simply for human sexuality, but um, he had a perfect plan for everything. And yeah. we've broke, we've broken it all. And yeah. so, you know, because of his grace and his mercy, he gave us another plan. And his, his, his another plan was his son on the cross, our sin. Um, and now we are made righteous by the righteousness of Jesus. And uh, when, we, when we put our faith in, in Jesus. And then as love would happen, uh, we're drawn to pursue righteousness. And, there, and I, it's, it's my belief that there is no one who is ever physically sin-free. 
Yeah. And so, my, you know, my mom's been a Christian for 50 years. Yeah. And when I, when I asked her, when I was writing some of the blogs, I called her and asked her, mom, do you still struggle with a sin? She said, of course I do. I struggle right. with pride right now. So, you know what I mean? It's right. uh, Jesus has taken it all from us, but we're all going to struggle to some extent. Luckily, we are not uh, judged based on our sin-free merit, if that makes sense. Now, how does that feel to you, Brent, hearing him seem, at least seemingly, uh, label being gay, homosexual as a sin, just uh, along with pride and idolatry and the other ones he's mentioned. How does that sit with you? Um, it doesn't bother me when I hear Dan say it because I, I don't feel like he is judging me. I don't feel like the Lord is not allowing me to listen to his word. I don't feel like it's um, the way Dan says it doesn't come with any kind of hatred. When when my family, who is a, a, a very southern religious family from Tennessee, oh, when they say out. it, when they when they say it, it comes with a lot of anger, a lot of hate, right. and a lot mm-hmm. of ignorance. Well, let right. me explore Dan that just a little it, bit more. Then, sure. So, Matt, Matt, do you mind if Brent just tells us exactly um, how long he's like? How long have you been a Christian, Brent? And I mean, what, did you have like this crazy, unbelievable? party druggy uh background were you a goody or what and when 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 did you become a christian yes um no i I really i've been a christian i've been a christian since uh since the age of zero i mean i I grew up like i said in a very southern tennessee uh protestant family so you were born that way church, church, (laughs) church revivals from the age of four on i really grew up you know learning the word of god yeah so and, and hearing those words all the way through to knowing very well that, that these feelings, you know, from as early as age of 10, 11, 12 years old and hearing them and then seeing a, a movie actually when I was 14 years old in my Protestant church in Flint, Michigan is actually where my family moved to, which is even worse, I think, in the South sometimes. We watched a movie about about Jesus dying on the cross for our sins. And I remember literally passing out in church because the feelings were so overwhelming. I felt that I had been a mistake and these things that they were saying to me that I was going to go to hell and here he died for my sins. And I was, you know, I thought it was going to burst into flames every time I walked into a church. And Dan opened my eyes to say that that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. We're all without, you know, none of us were without sin and my sin's not any more, you know, any more prevalent than my parents who watch American Idol and idolize these singers on TV every week. Yeah, right. I mean, we, we we have a TV show called American Idol, and Dan just yeah. mentioned over 170 <laughs> times in the Bible, it mentions that. So it's really opened up my conversation levels with my family. They've yeah. become much more open-minded to the subject. They've really right. listened to all of Dan's blogs. I thought they'd be very judgmental, but they were very open-minded and read them. So yeah. we're all learning this together. Um, it sounds to me like there's a lot of uh, gay Christians that I've been in contact with uh, even recently that would say that what you're saying right now is is not acceptable and that you should draw a harder line and affirm your sexuality and be against even people like us and, and Dan. Do you know what I'm saying? Does that – Yeah, do, I, do you I encounter those? That's also just as close-minded as the family back in Tennessee who told me, you know, so I, I'm, I, I really don't feel like that's fair either as a gay community to not listen to every side. And we're all human. You so know, you're okay that's... with other Christians that say, uh, Brent, I like you. I think you're a reasonable person, but I do believe that homosexuality is totally a sin. It's totally wrong. Uh, but you're okay with me as a person. You can, you can go to church with somebody like that? 
Um, probably not to church with somebody like that. I'd be more apt to go with somebody like Dan or mm-hmm. like, or like some of you guys will listen to a lot of your blogs and more open-minded. Um, but I do, I do not, I do listen to those people who say that and I agree to disagree on mm-hmm. that point with them, but I don't feel like it's my, you know, my goal in life to change their opinion. Those people's opinion are very strong. And as long as they love me without any condition, which most of them do, I, they are allowed to have their own feeling. I'm yeah, trying yeah. to slowly but surely change my own close-knit family first. I feel like if I can start there at home and kind of come to an equal ground with them, then I can move on and, and change other people's opinion. Yeah, I think the problem with Christianity or the problem, honestly, and I mean, I'll just be real. With, I just feel like uh, Satan himself has just put this as like the end-all sin, like it, like – like somehow Christianity or Christians have been fooled into thinking like, you know what, if, if, if we could just get homosexuality to end, then everything would be good. And everybody goes to heaven or yeah. something like it's the silliest thing in the yeah. world. Like, I mean, Brent, I'm sure like, for example, if you were no longer gay, if you woke up tomorrow and you weren't gay, uh-huh. you might still be a jerk or an asshole or bad at work or mean to your right. spouse or whatever, you know what I mean? Or, or whatever it might be. You might, you still have tons of other things that are going on that are just as important. And I like, that's what Dan says as well is that, um, you know, it, we, we are asking the wrong question and we're, we're making it too big of a question. And the thing that really gets me with Christians too is I really do think it's just, it, it's the strangest thing to me that it's, I think it's just because it, it, it revolves around sex because I do not see that many Christians getting really upset or turning away family members when they hook up with their girlfriend before marriage. You know what I mean? That no. just doesn't happen. I don't see anybody picketing to, to no. you know what I mean, to, to stop that. I don't see, I mean, and honestly, I, I think the number's probably around 95 to uh, 99% yeah. of people have sex before marriage. So past, I, I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, Pastor Dan, do you mind if we just ask you the straight up question? I mean, do you believe that it's a sin? Yeah, I was, I'm glad you asked it that way because I wanted to make this point. This is, um, I'm coming to an end with the blog series yeah. and, uh, this is kind of the point I'm going to make. The old Testament law was given to the Israelites by Moses. And so you'll, if you read in Mo- Romans uh, three, Paul actually says, you know, the law applies to those whom it was given for its purpose is to keep people from having excuses and to show that the entire world is guilty before God, for no one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. And the law simply shows us how sinful we are. And so there are 613 commandments in the Old Testament law. Yeah. And uh, Jesus uh, fulfilled every one of them. And so he took upon himself every one of them. And when the cross, when, when he shed his blood at the cross and he died, then that law is no longer in existence. Hebrews says that we're now under a new covenant and not, and the old covenant is obsolete. It's gone. So yes, even though homosexuality is said in Leviticus that, you know, it's one of the 613 laws that is mentioned as a sin, we're no one, we're no longer under that law, the law has been uh, fulfilled. Jesus fulfilled it at the cross, and now we're under a new covenant, which is faith in Jesus. Does that make yeah. sense? It does. Yeah, if, you, if what you're saying is that the you put homosexuality as a, being a violation of the law and a sin in the same as uh, not to eat pork. Exactly. Which would mean to say, and you don't think eating bacon is a sin, correct? Yeah, or not to wear clothes with two threads or um, any other of the 612 so other... So the short yes or no answer for you, and I don't mean to put you in that 
places, no, you don't believe homosexual, homosexual behavior today is necessarily a sin. Well, and that, that's another point that I'm trying to separate is that I think that when you talk to a heterosexual Christian, um, they have, at least in men for sure, they throw um, things like molestation and homosexuality together. And I've had the unfortunate opportunity to um, have to, you know, work with with some of these uh, molestation cases or rape, and um, I can honestly tell you, every single one has been by a heterosexual, self-professed Christian. And so I'm trying to say that molestation can happen by um, someone who is homosexual or someone who is heterosexual. So right. we need to separate a same-sex, loving, consensual relationship with the idea that, you know, molestation that is taking a victim and hurting anyone, man to woman, man to man, adult to child, human to animal, you know what I mean? Right. I'm trying to separate those two things. And I believe if Brent and David, who have been together for 13 years, are truly in love with Jesus, and they, um, they are pursuing him because they felt Jesus and his unconditional love right where they are at, and they are pursuing him, uh, that Jesus will bless their relationship as he's blessed my relationship after a divorce. My relationship with my wife of 15 years right now started in, in complete sin and divorce. And 15 years later, um, because I'm in love with her, um, I felt like God has, has blessed our relationship. Have there been consequences? Certainly. But um, because of my persistence with Jesus and how much I love him, uh, God, as a perfect father, has has blessed my relationship with my wife. Just to be uh, completely forthright with with where I'm at with all this, I'm talking to Dan, talking to Brent, and there's not one shred of me um, that thinks to myself, "Oh man," because Brent, you you're saying that you're gay. Maybe you're not a Christian. Like my mind just doesn't even go there. But I'll I'll tell you this. I mean, five years ago, for sure, I'd be like, "Ah, oh, if someone just says they're gay and they're cool with it, then." They must not have the Holy Spirit in them. I don't think that at all. Totally believe that Brent is born again. Um, so to answer the question whether or not I think it's a sin, I guess Who I'm asked at a place. You, Joey? Oh, I'm asking myself. <laughs> I'm asking myself. I wanted to know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, think, I think I would say that I think so, um, but I don't know how that works in this broken, fallen world. Um, you know, pride we make that work in this fallen world. There's a lot of Christians that struggle with pride constantly. Um, you know, we make gluttony well, it'd be, work it'd be, in this fallen It'd be world. more clear, Joey, to say that there's not Christ, there's Christians that don't struggle with pride that are proud. That that'd be a more apt parallel here. There's Christians right. that struggle with that don't struggle with greed, but are greedy. Right. So there there are unrepentant Christians with every sin who, if you confronted them and said, "Hey, man, you you really are greedy," and they really are, they would totally defend their lifestyle and say, my lifestyle is not greedy. Yeah. My house is not yeah. too big. I do not have too much money. You well, are wrong. Well, Brent, let me, let I me stay would, this yeah. way. I, I, I would like to chime in there. This is Brent. Uh, that's exactly my point with my religious family in, in Tennessee. I have that same, I have those, those conversations with them. Gluttony. I mean, I would tell you that every one of them, the meals that these Christians <laughs> eat. They're unrepentant gluttons. I mean, they won't, I mean, they'll go through a buffet four or five times and then <laughs> feel like there's nothing wrong with that as there are people outside starving. And I'm sitting there thinking as a Christian, 
why don't you go get a plate and give it to somebody outside who might get hungry? Why are you stuffing your face with three plates of pie? You need to come evangelize to the Morell family. Yeah. (laughs) It's difficult. And I, and I, and I, again, I'm still, I'm still fighting for the answer. How does my lifestyle fit with Jesus and how am I, you know, I'm still struggling with that and learning on a daily basis. Does that mean you would be open to being changed your view on your sexuality? Is that even like a possible, like, would you be open to that? I think for a long period of time when I was in my twenties and I was struggling with it and coming out of the closet and all of the things, you know, I'm sure you've heard. Then I, I used to think that I could just suppress it and, be a Christian and, and move forward. But I saw an uncle of mine who did that and ended up divorcing his wife and left three kids. And I just couldn't do that to a woman. I couldn't do that to another human. And I couldn't do that to a child. I couldn't yeah. bring up a family just to make other people happy and not myself. So I would think the answer would be absolutely not. I'm very happy in my relationship. I can't imagine my life without. Yeah. Well, Brent, since we got you, since we got you on here, I just wanted to ask you a question um, because you, you are gay. Do you want uh, all children to be gay? <laughs> is that is that your ultimate goal with your with your sexuality? We need more children. We we need yeah. we need you know we need people to keep procreating. Well, I'm just I, I'm I just kind of making a joke. Any, yeah, I, I'm no, just making a joke. Gay Michigan was a really really tough thing. It wasn't a choice. I don't think anybody would choose to make. None of my gay friends in, in any way would have chosen this lifestyle. Um, because it was so hard, but it is the life that I believe I was born to live for whatever reason that is. And I'm still searching for that, mm. but no, I, I don't want anybody to have to go through something like what I had to go through. Yeah, growing I, up. So I'm, I would, I'm totally joking. I just, uh, I think a lot of Christians have that idea of like, Oh, well, if you, if you accept a hom- homosexual as, as a Christian, or if you, uh, if you're, if you can befriend a gay person and all you're doing is allowing everybody to, for the potential to be gay. And I just think that's just not going to happen. I mean, it's just, it's the silliest no. thing. It's like this, we're all afraid uh, that Jesus isn't strong enough to keep us to what we, we feel called to do. So I, like, I think for me, it's just the thing of let, let, let's be friends and there's going to be a ton of stuff we disagree about. No, I mean, yeah. there's a, you know, you know what I mean? If we hang out and go to dinner, I'm sure we might get in an argument about something or disagree, at least disagree about something right. that, you know, we won't see eye to eye on it. But at the same time, if we can, react in love and forgiveness and all that stuff, then we can get to the heart of the matter. Well, it sounds like where you and Dan have been, and Dan, you might want to chime in on yep. this. I don't know if yeah. this was an easy thing for you either, but like it seems like where you're at now is at least let's just talk as humans. I mean, God right. made us all humans, so let's at least, let's least meet there. At least the conversation is open, and I'm listening, and I'm reading the Bible he gave me again for the first time in a decade. So it's got to be a better way, Dan's way, than it is the, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. the bangers who say so, you know, you're going to blow see, up the plane let, walk into let dan chime in dan what do you got to yeah. say yeah you know guys i am i am so at peace with this stuff um and honestly god i feel like has given me so many examples in my relationships my own personal testimony of being way deep in sin in the, in the 90s and Um, I had Christians all over the place condemning me for different things, telling me that I was going to go to hell for this and that. And then I went through a divorce in 1997 and I had a a little baby girl and, um, oh, everybody was mad. And I had one soft spoken, uh, woman who is happens to be my stepsister, who is a lover of Jesus, approach me at Christmas at a family gathering and with tears in her eyes, um, embraced me and just said, I am so sorry for how you've been treated and what you've been going through. I just want you to know that I love you and that um, I'm here for you and, you know, whatever I can do. 
And I just was rendered defenseless. I did not know what to do. I could fight condemnation, but and and I with condemnation, you know, with right, uh, yeah. reaction. But when love uh, approaches you in that way, I crumbled, and I didn't yeah. know what to do. And I, as I opened the gospel, that's how I see Jesus interacting with nearly everybody. And when that happens, when you're loved right where you're at, um, and you you respond by falling in love. Uh, with with the real Jesus, um, miracles happen, and um, and I'm not saying for me, God has been doing a work on me, and that work looked differently than I would have thought. That's awesome, and, and let me. I mean, here's the, here's the thing: is I think that the uh, the four of us we all agree that Jesus about Jesus is about His kingdom, is about His salvation. I don't think anyone on this call doubts. Uh, Brent's relationship with Jesus, but it just seems like every time, um, Dan, you get to kind of a crossroads with whether or not it's a sin, it still sounds like you would say that it is. And and here here's why I keep coming back to this is I think it's a huge issue. Uh, we uh, actually had a bunch of interactions last night on Twitter. There was like a, a, a cross-dresser uh, male uh, that was gay, and he asked if we were uh, affirming uh, gay Christians. And I basically took the route of, hey, we affirm everyone. They're made in God's image. We love people. Jesus wants you to come as you are. And he basically tried to back us in a corner and say, hey, that's that's not what I'm asking. So there was like a a, a major aggressiveness for them to, you know, because other people started chiming in, they wanted to know exactly where we stood. And if if we didn't give them a complete, assured, yes, we affirm your lifestyle, then they were going to write us off as people. So now I know that's that's what separates Brent uh, from uh, a huge community of people. We have other friends uh, that are in Brent's shoes that feel the same way. I mean, they are open to discussion and they don't write off write us off as Christians if we're not sure what we believe. But so, I mean, do you see why I think it's important? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. and, yeah, somebody and, would take your stances a little too soft, as in, well, won't you say yes or no? Yeah, guys, I, you know, I feel like by just saying, "Fine, Christians, it's a sin," <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's a part of six hundred and thirteen <laughs> sins yeah. that were mentioned in the Old Testament that we're no longer under, and and then Jesus takes these sins from the Old Testament. And he adds to them, such as you have heard it said, um, do not murder. But I say, if you have anger in your heart, you have murdered. You have heard it said that do not commit adultery. But I say to you, if you even look upon a woman with lust and you've committed adultery. I actually at one time tried to go through and my dad is trying to help me um, go through and write down every sin. You know, it's impossible. It's impossible to write down every single sin found in the Bible. You just can't define sin. And so I guess by saying, fine, Christians, um, it's a sin mentioned in the Old Testament that we're no longer under. Um, I guess I'm taking away that one thing that they keep coming at um, at me with. You know what I now mean? What, now, what and, would you say? What would you? And I, I love what you're saying. I mean, I think it's great for our listeners and great for us as we're still learning. What would you say about Paul's teachings? Because you know he is another guy that identifies himself as an apostle, and mm-hmm. he seems he seems to be pretty sure in the direction of it being a sin. I mean, how how do you address those passages in the New Testament? 
Yeah, you know, um, obviously that's going to be the, the biggest mountain for several Christians to overcome. But if you look at the three passages mentioned by Paul, yeah. um, he also throws in several other sins, such as, uh, I think he starts with murder and, um, you know, he'll, he'll say uh, lying, promise breaking, <laughs> you know, promise breaking. So right. in, in, in sexual immorality and homosexuality. And so, again, he's he's throwing in a bunch of things not to shed a spotlight on any one of them, but simply to say, guys, none of you are free from sin. And so we all fall short. And then if you see in, in nearly uh, every one of those that he says, you know, basically, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, so please, no one, uh, right. <laughs> you know, go and uh, read my blog and I'll, I'll explain it. I'll right. explain it further. But he basically says, you know, luckily, um, it's by our faith in Christ that we are saved, right. you know? And so he tells people, guys, it would be good for you to stay away from these things, you know? Because if you walk into them, there's going to be consequences. And as a perfect father, you know, God doesn't, he, it's like me and my, I, I have, I'm a father of three teenage children. And I, I give them this path that I think is going to be the least amount of consequences for them. They choose differently. And, yeah. and, and you know, I'm going to be with them through the whole thing. But it, it sucks because I know they're going to go down a road that's going to be hard for them. But does that change how I love them or that, that that I'm always here for them? And so that's kind of what Paul is saying in those passages that, guys, you know, I, I urge you to stay away from these things. Um, but luckily, you know, keep your faith in, in Christ Jesus who who took our sin to the cross. And and Brent, uh, I would like to ask you another question. You, you're still on with us, Brent? Sure. Uh, um, so yep, I'm here. I guess I, I'd just like to talk to you a little bit more, too. So you are in a uh, monogamous relationship? Yes, sir. And how long you how long have you guys been together? I've known him for fourteen years. We've been together for thirteen of those years. Wow! And you go you guys attend the church together? We don't we, we don't attend a church. We live in Miami Beach. There's um there's the closest church to us is over an hour away that we feel accepted in, which mm. is the ironic part of this whole thing. Sad, <laughs> uh, so it's sad, right? I mean, there are community churches that will you know welcome us, but I mean to really to really do the work that I need to do. I do it with my friend Dan. I do it with my family who are devout Christians mm-hmm. who, you know, we have these conversations with, and I do it from the Bible. Yeah. I mean, I, I do it from the Bible who Dan gave me, yeah. <laughs> ironically enough. So, yeah. no, I don't attend it. We don't attend a church. First of all, we both work on weekends. Um, both David and I have, I feel like, done so much good in our lives that if we focus on the good that we do, and we're going to be judged for this. It's our our choice to go through life and be judged and for it. You know, we have yeah. that risk, I guess. We have to roll the dice, I guess. And that one thing that we do, um, we're really good people. We do really good things for other people. We give back to our community. My sister died in a car accident. We raised my niece from the age of 8 to 18 to give her a home and a loving life. So I know we've done good in the world. I think we're good people. We don't hurt people. We don't, you know, we don't steal. We don't rob we don't murder we don't we don't do a lot of the other 10 commandments so <laughs> my 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 job is is to keep learning to keep being a better person and ultimately come to the pearly gates and have to you know defend my love for my partner then yeah and, I'll, the I'll reason, that yeah, and, and the reason i ask that is just because i want to kind of put it on a, a more I, I love bringing it back to a human level instead of just keeping it on a you know, the, just the spiritual level only, which, I mean, obviously we need the spiritual level. We need the Bible and what it says, and I believe it to be true. And I mean, and 
I think what I like getting at is I love it when we can get past sexuality and look at a person, and then that way we can actually see the person for who they are and what they're trying to do the same way as you say you love your partner, I love my wife. You know what I mean? And so I, we can meet, yeah. we can start there, and uh, and then w- with our disagreements, I think we can we can move on from there. But I just I think that too many times it's just an issue. Like and, and and honestly, I believe that on both sides. I think both you know straights and and gays uh, get it wrong so much because we just make it this issue or this political issue, or we want it to be uh, just black and white, right or wrong, kind of like what Dan was saying earlier. And, and I kind of like that, you know, leaving it open, letting people decide, because they, then you have to wrestle with it yourself. And, and you said that earlier, and I, that's what I really appreciate. You said, you know, you're kind of wrestling with yourself of with the Bible and what the Bible says, and you're taking that in consideration and listening to the Lord and praying and trying to seek his his guidance and stuff like that. And that, I think that's what you have to do. Uh, I think. Yeah, and not only on just this one issue, I have, you know, there are other things that are exactly. in the Bible that I'm, huh. But this Brent, not, I, this is not my worst right. issue. <laughs> well, Brent, I, I also want to encourage you as a brother in Christ, Brent, that, I mean, if you have an understanding of the gospel and what Jesus did, I mean, all, all the stuff that you listed, I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. But none of that stuff is going to matter. And you don't have to defend anything, you know, in heaven. I mean, I just, I know you're probably just no. using that as an example, but as a fellow yeah, brother in Christ, as an example of, right, of right. where yeah. I'm at my life today, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I, I just love the fact that we are all. I mean, here, here's what I do know. I do know that the church has got to talk about it, and they have to talk about it like this. And what that takes is it takes someone like Brent, who is going to be sensitive to people that just haven't really figured it out. Uh, and it's going to take Christians that are open minded enough to actually have a real discussion with someone who actually would, you know, call themselves gay. So, yeah, so most of what we're talking about today would cause people on you know, every side to pretty much be angry with everybody on this call. For not go- <laughs> That's the way it's going to start. Yeah, and it's going to have to be that several, way. It's okay. We've had several people approach, you know, I've, I've had several angry emails, but for every one angry email at me, uh, I've had at least five or six from either the gay community uh, contact me or parents of children who've just come out. And so we feel completely blessed to share uh, what we believe is the most important thing for the gay community right now is that they know that they're loved right where they're at. And as I told Brent um, the night after I shared that story uh, and he asked me, is homosexuality a sin? And I said, you're asking the wrong question. Who is without sin is the right question to ask. And I, I, I continued by saying, Brent, as your friend, as your pastor, um, it is not my job to extract your sin from you. I am called to love you. I'm called to be an example and to show you what the real Jesus looks like. And no more than you're, you're called to extract my sin from me. And furthermore, once, once you receive Christ, you, you know, God gives you his spirit to help you discern what's right and wrong. And, and so as, hopefully as a trusted friend of Brent or anybody else in the gay community or anybody else who is walking through this life, <laughs> um, if I can be a trusted friend for people so that when the spirit is saying something to them, uh, they can come to me and, and help them better understand that, that's my call. And, and that's the call of all Christians is to be that type of trusted and faithful friend and husband husband and father and, and whatever that we can be, but not to extract a sin from anybody. The wet, that work was first done by the cross. So now we're, now our faith saves us. And then the spirit will do uh, its work in each of us because God only knows um, exactly what each of us needs. So. Amen to that. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So thank you guys for being uh, 
for, for, you know, being open and honest about this. And just to be open and honest, I had to talk to Joey for a good amount of time before this to convince him to, to be on the show today because he was worried if he listened to y'all for an hour, then he would become gay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so Brent, thank you for not making him gay. Yeah, thank you for not putting a gay hey. spell on Joey. You guys got to understand, man. I have a wife and kids, man. My gosh. I won't get that toaster oven if I don't turn you. <laughs> Incentives. It would be a good conclusion to the show if one of you did come out as gay, though. That <laughs> would. actually would be It would be a boost for ratings, that's for sure. It really would. That's your book title. <laughs> hey, Matt, let's get an applause for Brent and Dan. Thank They've you, guys. Awesome. Brent and Dan, very, very cool guests. Appreciate you very much. Yeah, awesome. Very open. So yeah. let's get your uh, blog address, URL, stuff like that. What can we have people go to read all of your blogs and stuff? Because it sounds like you've done a lot of research. Rever- reverencemovement.com, is that good? Yeah, just go to the reverencemovement.com okay. and you'll okay. see uh, the blog is on there. It'll okay. be fine. So again, thank you to Dan and everybody visit the reverencemovement.com. Great. All right, man, that was good. It that was, was good. some good was, open dialogue that, there. I think it went pretty smooth. Were y'all wor- y'all were y'all worried that we would get in hot water one way or another? I, no, I was worried about the sound quality. Well, you know. Yeah, the sound quality was a little poor. I hope our listeners forgive a little bit. But that that was just because we were having some difficulties uh, with Skype. So we had to go phone line. So I think it was clear enough that everybody understands. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'd say in the last year and a half, um, I just don't know what I think. I, I and, and my question really does not revolve around whether or not it's a sin. It's how do we figure it out here in the 21st century in the church age when we're under a new covenant um, and there are people that are born with same-sex attraction. How do we how do we do that? How do we figure that out? I mean, I just uh, I don't know. I kind of tend to want to just say I don't really want to worry about it. I, I might yeah. be too dumb of an answer, but I, I don't. I mean, it's plenty to worry about. I don't have that's to exactly what how if I you're feel. pastoring a church. Well, well, where I'm uh-huh. at is I, I just feel like we have to define the line or something like that. Like it's just like man, uh, I just want to. Okay, you're gay. I don't agree with you being gay. If, if there was no God, I don't think I would agree with it. You know what I mean? Take yeah. God out of it. I just, I, I, it seems like we're here to procreate male and female. Right. So, but I don't care. Right. If you want to be with a, uh, uh, if a female wants to be with a female, okay. I, me personally, I don't care. I, I'm not going to be that way because I'm, I'm just not. But at the same time, I just feel like I wish we could just move on past it instead of making it such an issue. But at the same time, I want to respect people's journey, right. and I don't want to uh, uh, belittle how much it means to people to to be able to freely be who they are. Do you I think mean? we've irritated our podcast listenership? Oh, man. By, they, oh, by, we, we, for what reason, though? For being because, Christians are mad because we didn't take a firm enough stance. Oh, I see. The gay community are upset because we're not sure whether or not it's a sin. Sounds like how people treat more, were with Jesus, too. Yeah. Um, gosh, wait, is, are you guys saying you're not sure whether it's a sin or not? You can't answer that question? No, no, no I'm I can't. That's, that's what our audience. Yeah, our audience. I think our audience will probably be split. I mean, we always have people that are, are for us and stuff, but I think a lot of people will go, we weren't, we weren't strong enough on our stance that homosexuality is a sin and, or, uh, you know, the gay community might be like, man, you guys are just like, we thought you were open-minded, you but you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. I'm just saying, I don't care if you're gay. Let's just go have a beer and hang out. I just, I mean, you're, you're probably going to be a jerk. Too, I'll go something. to the gay bar and or, have a beer, or, no problem. Or you might like the, you know, 
Chicago Bears, and I won't like that. I don't. Here's, let's just. Yeah, here's what I do think is uh, quite ironic is if 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 there's let's just take a particular church and they start allowing uh, gay folks to lead different ministries. There'd be a mass exodus of people that leave, and all they were doing was warming seats in the first place. Like yeah. they weren't doing anything, but they're like, "Oh, wait a second, oh, I'm out of here." Well, also, I think the whole thing with like, I think Dan makes a good point. I think a lot of people think of homosexuality as they will molest a, bo- a child or something like yeah. that, right? But the, I mean, also, doesn't everybody realize that there are tons of youth pastors that have sex with their youth students? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, all the time, female, right. male, whatever. Right. Yeah, I mean, that just happens all the time. And it's just, I mean, I, I just hate that we're so worried that this issue is bigger than Jesus and it's bigger than everything, and we just got to fight it. And, you know, we just can't, we can't, we can't because we're Christians and we got to stand for something or they're going to take everything from us. I'm just like, what, give it to them. Then it doesn't matter. You, what do you want to hold on to? So are you saying bad Christian does not care? I'm saying I don't care. I, I, I'm saying Brent came on our podcast and I thought he was really funny and cool. Right. I just really liked it. Do you think he's a Christian? Yes, I do. Yeah. I do think he's a Christian, and I think he struggles with sin. Right. Let him talk to Jesus about the sin. <laughs> I, and, and if I see the sin, I'll, I'll say it and, and try to work through it. Like right. I, I think he is working through his homosexuality. I right. think he is thinking it through. Just well, like, while he is thinking I'm, it through, I'm working as a through my heterosexuality. I'm working through my heterosexuality right now. Yeah. While That's he, why we have X three watch. We're working through. Stuff. Right. While Ooh. he is while he is working through it, can he teach Ruby and Ike in Sunday school? Yes, because I don't think he cares. I, I, if he wants to teach in Sunday school, honestly, I'm really glad because I work at a church and most people don't want to do a damn thing at the church. <laughs> they don't volunteer. Ask anybody that's ever worked at a church volunteers. I mean, you have your select crew that really helps. And then everybody else is warming a seat. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, you mean somebody wants to volunteer? I'm going to turn them away. But I mean, we won't turn away the guy that's probably addicted to pornography or is cheating on his wife or whatever millions of sexual sins you can have. And, you know, but we'll turn away that guy just because it's so clear. It's so, you know, easily seen. Well, in, uh, in two days on badchristian.com, there will be a post that is called God Does Not Give a Damn Whether or Not You're Gay. So go on there, comment. Uh, we're ready for it. Some of you, we'd probably rather you not. But everybody go there, read it. Tell us what you think because, honestly, we do think the discussion is worth it, even if you have an asshole here and there that – flips their lid a little bit hey y'all do know that that dan he changed his last name that's dan marley wow from the phoenix suns really the guy that just shot three pointers like great did y'all know that that's dan no, i thought it was dan quail and he changed his name yeah oh okay yeah no it's dan Aykroyd. <laughs> i thought it was danny devito yeah it was danny devito <laughs> pastor danny devito <laughs> oh goodness <laughs> he would be the best pastor for sure I would love to go to church where Pastor Danny DeVito, his head wouldn't go over the podium. It would just be awesome. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, guys, are you in the mood for any news? Yeah, man. I hope it's some good news and some bad news, though. Oh, it's going to be good. Okay. Good evening. I'm Toby Morrell. And you're listening to News with Toby. Hey, Mom. No, I can't. Mom. Joey, Damn, you're talking into the, the microphone. Mom, I cannot talk right now. Okay, I love you. I got to go. Bye. What the shit? What? What the shit? Why are you doing that? I couldn't help it this time. This my mom my called. Damn podcast. This I wasn't. Is my- 
I learned my lesson last week. I didn't try to butt in, but my mom called. What did she want? What if it was an emergency? What did she want? She just wanted to make sure that I was wearing chapstick. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna let my mom. What if? What if her mom passed away? <laughs> it's just Matt, awful. Why did, why'd that strike you funny? Because I sincerely <laughs> am not joking. I really think it's funny that you are as obsessed with murder, death, and sex. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's like it's. I'm not. It's like a weird smokescreen thing where it, I don't know what it is. Like your mind goes to the extreme when you think of something bad. Just so you don't have to deal with normal bad stuff or something. It's no, bizarre. Those like if things are you know, bizarre sin, and like funny. Sin, like, you know, raping somebody and slitting their throat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know, sin. <laughs> like, people die. Like, bad stuff. Like, if there's murders and if your family dies. Yeah, Joey never talks about sin, like, struggling with finances no. in your marriage. No, that's like, yeah. It's always, like, at a truck stop where you rape and kill somebody. <laughs> like, okay, so sin, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. So sin, let me... So let me give an example of, of what might be a sin. Our our friend uh, Scott Sinclair. This is my new segment. He yes. dies. Joey, laughing. this is his new segment. Okay. All right. So I gave you a little uh, uh, prelude to uh, my new segment here. So um, I'll go ahead and get right to it. My first new segment is from HuffingtonPost.com. And uh, which I went uh, went on and whitelisted because that's not a bad website. And I thought this was an interesting article, because, and I'll tell you why. But it says women see their vaginas for the first time after <laughs> a- answering a Craigslist ad. <laughs> and there's no bad pictures. There's nothing bad. But I thought this was interesting. And it says uh, the first first uh, it asks a question right from the beginning. It says, "How does an adult woman go her entire life without seeing her vagina?" And <laughs> And I believe that to be the case. And and here's what I think. I think men are more sexual and stuff like that because our stuff is on, hanging off of, of us course. on the outside. You see it all the time. My son is two years old, and he is always playing with his wiener, doing something with it. All, you know, I mean, it's always <laughs> hard or covered in poop or something <laughs> unbelievable. It's just always there. It's always there. Yep. And a woman is inside of her. And uh, so they just don't see it as much. They don't really know. So they actually, a guy did a little test, and he put out a Craigslist ad. And so basically these women were able to go into a private booth, and they took a mirror and looked at, the, just checked out their junk. Because a lot of the women had never even seen their vagina before. Why so they don't have any. Why would you answer an ad on Craigslist? I mean, why wouldn't you just go get your mirror? Well, just because I'm sure they just thought it would be fun, and they knew it would be like no, a little. No, you can't write that off. That's, that's kind of weird. Oh, I'm gonna go somewhere so they can show me my own vagina. He just—they just wanted to see. Wow. <laughs> they wanted to take a look. All right. Well, I'm the, wi- the women who answered the ad had a variety of reasons for never having explored their vaginas, ranging from body image goals, religion, and insensitive remarks from former partners to worrying that it wasn't normal to look at their vaginas. <laughs> so, uh, and one lady said she was afraid it was going to be ugly. But what was really cool is after they all took went into the vagina booth. Um, they there wasn't really much shock. They were like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that that seems kind of normal." So they were all like, "Yeah, there's that's my badge." I know that's good. <laughs> so uh, can I put on Facebook next week's podcast? We talk about vaginas. Joey has a mirror and is looking at his testicles. No, no, that's what that is the one thing though. I thought it might be a little sensitive to bring up, but Joey, sincerely, how long has it been since you've seen your dog? <laughs> Yeah, Joey. Has, Joey has dicky do disease, Matt. What is dicky do disease? His stomach sticks out farther than his dicky do. Uh. But um, bum, bum. Okay, moving on. This is also on the Huffington Post, man. They were they were killing it with the news. 
woman threatens to shoot everyone over stale Cinnabon, said the cops. Over what? Of a, over a stale Cinnabon. <laughs> Guess where this lady lives? Florida. Right nope, South Carolina. <laughs> Charleston, South Carolina. Charleston? A South Carolina woman was arrested in Charleston at a Charleston <laughs> Burger King on Tuesday <laughs> after police say she threatened to, in quotes, shoot down the place because she was served a stale Cinnabon <laughs> roll. <laughs> Andrea Ann McCullough, 33, began arguing with the employees around 7 p.m. after she ordered a Cinnabon roll, then allegedly started yelling that she wasn't going, that what she got wasn't too fresh. And then she started yelling, I'm going to shoot down the place. So I shoot thought that was. The place. Hey, there's not one person listening right now that wouldn't agree that she would make the best podcast guest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, could, we could actually Absolutely. say, were you going to kill people because of a stale honey bun? <laughs> I know. Here's another one. This is uh, from uh, NBC News 4 in New York. And uh, this is a man shot at Harlem Deli. Uh, a man shot Harlem Deli workers. Um, after being carted for tobacco. So he went in. Uh, the clerk said, I need to see your ID because they actually uh, raised um, a new law into effect and it says they raised the age from 18 to 21. For tobacco in New York? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Um, but here's the funny part. The man, he they carted him. He said, you don't know me, man. I'm a really violent person. He left. He came back, uh, hopped over, started fighting, and but he eventually uh, came back a second time and shot people uh, shot the clerks, but with a BB gun. Wow. <laughs> he shot at everyone inside, hitting Jared. <laughs> he just started unloading it with a BB gun. Pew, 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 pew. Could you imagine people diving out of the way? All they're hearing is teak, teak, teak. They're like, he's got a silence. He's got a gun. Move. Ah! You get stung in the butt. It's just a but he shot. Yeah, I know, but it's just a sing. So I thought that was no no one in the store had any serious no injuries. <laughs> so uh, moving on to um, this is on RoadTrippers.com, the world's tallest water slide, which happens to be in Kansas City at oh, Schlitterbahn. Wow. Uh, the water the world's tallest water the wow the world's tallest water slide on hold after test riders. Test riders allegedly launched into the air. Oh, my gosh. So this is at Schlitterbahn. It's a 17-story water slide. And uh, Road Trippers is saying that potentially on some test runs, uh, when it goes down 17 stories and it kind of does like a little bit of a hill, and they say that it might have launched he, some test riders a little bit off Ooh. of it. So they are tearing it down piece by piece and putting it back together. So I thought That's that was terrifying. interesting. But the update says that the the the, the – the Schlitterbahn marketing director says that we can assure you that every we can assure everybody that no test riders have at any time ever gone airborne <laughs> off the Baruch. That's what it's called here in Kansas City. So, if you like long, tall water slides, try it out. I don't. I actually last time I rode last two times I rode a roller coaster with a big hill. I thought my heart was going to explode. I promise you, my eleven month old daughter would love it. Guaranteed. She loves everything. She'll go down. Any she would st- love going that. Yeah. I, I, oh, I mean, maybe not at eleven months, but she will as soon as she's tall enough to ride it. She is has zero zero fear of anything. You can't. I can't get her to be scared of anything. She'll go down any slide at the park, push herself right off, and just no matter what. I promise, she's gonna love every single ride there is. Does she? Does she have any other emotions? I mean, she has joy and glee from uh, f- scary stuff. I don't know. 
She, I, I don't think she has a tons of emotions, <laughs> to be honest. But she does, she does have, she does have like happiness, which is a good one. Boy, she just like her daddy. All right, last final news. I thought this was interesting, so I'm going to bring it up. Our friend Ryan Amick sent it to me, and I found out about it. But CSU, where I attended college, Charleston Southern University, has fired a, pro- a professor there for appearing on a weird, uh, with a weird beard on a beer can. The Holy City Brewing Company used his likeness on their Chucktown Follicle Brown beer, and so uh, they have let him go. Now, Why, the, just because he's the, associated with alcohol? Yeah, they just didn't want his face. It's, it's a part of the, I think they're part of the Southern Baptist uh, Association, but I think they were saying, that the church is trying to say, like, it was just his beard didn't work with their uh, attire policy or, or whatever. So it had you know, nothing to do with the beer is what they're saying? I guess so. Yeah, they're trying. They're really loose. They won't really answer any questions about it. This is just kind of all speculation. But uh, the professor's name uh, is Paul Roof. He said, "My image and likeness, which I do not own, that I've never received compensation for, uh, was put on on this beer can, and it was a surprise to him that it was put on there by Holy uh, City Brewing. But he didn't really care. He didn't think it was like a big deal. And then the school fired him. So this is kind of tough because he is a like a student favorite. His classes always fill up and so this is another bad, bad uh, mark for Christians. I think. What do you guys think? Yeah, uh, I just, I just think it's unfortunate. I mean, think about all the problems in this world, and this university took a stand against someone who was on a beer bottle. I know. I mean, I it just doesn't make. But sense. But I guess here's the to to be devil's advocate. To be completely uh, devil's advocate would be, did he know better? given that it's a Baptist college. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's yeah. certain things that uh, Baptists, they're just not into. But I, I don't really know the CSU culture, but I would assume that that's kind of a no-brainer. But I could be wrong. It's if it's crazy. a no-brainer, it's a dumb no-brainer. In the words of Mr. Belding, Zach, I'm not a matador, so take that bull out of here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, every single one of our listeners, you need to Twitter at Mr. Belding, please be on at X Bad Christian X podcast. Yeah, we won't stop until we have Belding. We will have Mr. Is Belding. Is that his right handle? Is at Mr. <laughs> we need, Belding? We need to actually say his real name, right? What is it? MR Belding? What is it? His Twitter yep. name. His real at name Mr. is Dennis Haskins. B E L D I N G. Well, if he comes on, he's just like, just tells just filthy jokes. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, like Bob Saget, he's just, just filthy. He just tells unbelievably bad, disgusting jokes. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. All right, well, it's time to get out of here. I got to go to a small group with Joey. There's no If Joey's in it, it's not, no such thing as a small group. Yeah, we, well, Joey sits inside and we sit outside. <laughs> we need, I need new jokes. I don't want to call Joey fat anymore. It's just, hey, maybe we can start making fun of Joey like wanting to kill and murder and rape. Yeah, that'd be I don't fine want. With me. I don't want to kill, murder, and rape. I what think you, you do. About? I think you do. Yeah, we think you do. We think you're in bad shape now that you've become famous. And that's the news with Toby Morrell. Yep. Yeah. Very good. So we're gonna uh, we 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 kind of want to get away from just making jokes at Joey's expense. Um, so Matt was saying that he really likes it though when we end our podcast with laughing. So we're all just gonna end. Laughing. On three. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> now this is when 
This is when everybody starts laughing at Toby. Back out. All okay. right. I think we got it. That's a wrap. <laughs>